Welcome to Kingdom Testimonies. This is Lisa. Today is, let me look, Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. We are on Fort Ezra, and we left off on chapter 5, verse 45. Um, Ezra is basically questioning God. And and God is being very gracious to try to explain to him what's happening. Um, now, we're just going to pick up where we left off. This is something you can't, can't pick up in the middle of. And I can't quite possibly explain what has all been read. So let's just continue. And I said, this is Ezra talking, How hast thou said to thy servant that thou wilt certainly give life at one time to thy creation, if therefore all creatures will live at one time and the creation will sustain them, it might even now be able to support all of them present at one time. And the Lord replied to him, Ask a woman's womb and say to it, If you bear ten children, why one after another? Request it, therefore, to produce ten at one time. Good point. I said, of course it cannot, but only each in its own time. Now this is hinting to me that there are more than one age. There, there is more than one age that will be completed one at a time. And we discussed that a little bit at the end of Second Baruch, that... The Lord talks about in, in John, I believe it's chapter 7, Jesus is saying he is going to return again. Not again at the end of the age, but again. And Genesis 1.1 is, in the Hebrew, it's in a beginning, in the beginning. There's no word between in and the beginning. Yes, you caught that. I don't know if propositions from prepositions. But <clears throat> I used to. But anyway, um, so, and then this, this one person explained it that in the beginning, God created is a repetition of the creating God created. And then again, um, we have the... Uh, the issue of salvation. Let's see, what was the other point I was going to make on that? Oh, yes. So an infinite God could create infinitely. And as we discussed before, <clears throat> there was six days, and then the seventh day was the Sabbath when God rested. Well, there just isn't one week. The, the model that we have right now is it's week after week after week. So did God create multiple times? So this is what Ezra is, is questioning. He's like, in verse 41, we'll back up just a few verses. He says, Yet behold, O Lord, thou dost have charge of those who are alive at the end. But what will those do who were before us, or we, or those who come after us? Okay, thinking he's talking about what will be of those, you know, 
what will they do at the end? And the Lord says, I shall liken my judgment to a circle. Um, now, I've heard it said several times that the Hebrew, um, old Hebrew way of looking at things was circular. All right. I shall liken my judgment to a circle, just as for those who are, <clears throat> excuse me, those who are last, there is no slowness. So for those who are first, there is no haste. I answered and said, could you not have created at one time those who have been and those who are and those who will be that they, they might show judgment the sooner? Like, couldn't you just create all people at once? And then his, his reply, of course, is, can you ask a woman's womb to bear ten children all at once? And I said, of course it cannot, but only each in its own time. He said to me, even so have I given the womb of the earth to those who, from time to time, are sown in it. Okay, now that could be, okay, now Adam and Eve, Adam was created from the dust of the earth from the womb of the earth, from the essence, from within the earth. But we weren't. We were created from as offspring. You see, you see where I'm going with this? I mean, I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there. Now the Lord is still talking. For as an infant does not bring forth, and a woman who has become old does not bring forth any longer, so have I organized the world which I created. Then I inquired and said, Since thou hast now given me the opportunity, let me speak before thee. Is our mother, of whom thou hast told me, still young, or is she now approaching old age? Okay. Now he's asking about the womb of the earth. Um, it's not really Mother Earth, because that's more of a New Age thing. Or I thought, anyway. Okay, and then the Lord replied, Ask a woman who bears children, and she will tell you. Say to her, Why are those whom you have born recently not like those whom you born before, but smaller in stature? Okay, he's talking about the, the giants? I don't know. Wait a minute. And she herself will answer you. Oh, because they grow up. Yes, they grow up. Those born in the strength of youth are different from those born during the time of old age. When the womb is failing. Therefore, you also should consider that you and your contemporaries are smaller in stature than those who were before you. Oh, because as you get old, you shrink? And those who come after you will be smaller than you. As born of a creation which already is aging and passing the strength of youth. And I said, O Lord, I beseech thee, if I have found favor in your sight, show thy servant through whom thou dost visit thy creation. End of chapter 5. Okay. Sorry for the questionable, questioning interruptions there, but it just doesn't seem to me that he's, in all of this, that they're talking about just one age. You know, so here's another, another comparison is, um, some people only have one child, but we were created our womb was created to have more than one child. So, 
if we're created in the womb of the morning, like Bible verses say, and and things like that, then why couldn't it be that the womb of the earth couldn't create more? Like maybe there's not more than one earth, but there's more than one generation or age or eon. You see what I'm saying? Just surmising. Chapter 6. And he said to me, at the beginning of the circle of the earth, before the portals of the world were in place, and before the assembled winds blew, and before the rumblings of thunder sounded, and before the flashes of lightning shone, and before the foundations of paradise were laid, and before the beautiful flowers were seen, and before the powers of movement were established, and before the innumerable hosts of angels were gathered together, and before the heights of the air were lifted up, and before the measures of the firmaments were named, and before the footstool of Zion was established, and before the present years were reckoned, and before the imaginations of those who now sin were estranged, and before those who stood up treasures of faith were sealed, then I planned these things, and they were made through me and not through another, just as the end shall come through me and not through another. And I answered and said, What will be the dividing of the times? Or when will be the end of the first age and the beginning of the age that follows? Oh, look at that. Looky there. Alrighty. He said to me, From Abraham to Isaac, because from him were born Jacob and Esau. For Jacob's hand held Esau's heel from the beginning. For Esau is the end of this age, and Jacob is the beginning of the age that follows. For the beginning of a man is his hand, and the end of a man is his heel. Between the heel and the hand, seek for nothing else, Ezra. Okay. So, that didn't answer our question. I answered and said, O sovereign Lord, if I have found favor in thy sight, show thy servant the end of thy signs, which thou didst show me in part on a previous night. He answered and said to me, Rise to your feet, and you will hear a full resounding voice. And if the place where you are standing is greatly shaken when the voice is, while the voice is speaking, do not be terrified, because the word concerns the end, and the foundations of the earth will understand that the speech concerns them. They will tremble and be shaken, for they know that their end must be changed." When I heard this, I rose to my feet and listened, and behold, a voice was speaking, and its sound was like the sound of many waters. And it said, Behold, the days are coming, and it shall be, that when I draw near to visit the inhabitants of the earth, and when I require from the doers of iniquity the penalty of their iniquity, and when the humiliation of Zion is complete, and when the seal is placed upon the age which is about to pass away, then I will show these signs. The books shall be opened before the firmament, and all shall see it together. Infants a year old shall speak with their voices, and women with child shall give birth to premature children at three or four months, and these shall live and dance. I have to share there a dream. No, it wasn't a dream. It was a vision that I had. This was about two years ago, because my daughter had had a, her second son, and he was almost two. It was before we moved back here, right before. And 
In this vision, the only thing I saw was all of us sitting at the table, and he was in a high chair, and he was pretty much speaking gobbledygook at this point. He was like a year and a half, a little over a year and a half old. And, I mean, speaking a little bit words in here, you know, not, not like complete full sentences. But in the vision, we were at the table, and he was talking like a five or six-year-old, but he was still almost just a baby, you know? And I, w I was looking at him like, wow. And he was, I mean, it was just, and the look on his face was like he was touched from God. So, and that was before I read any of this. So, okay, let's go on. <clears throat> Sown places shall suddenly appear unsown, and full storehouses shall suddenly be found to be empty. And the trumpet shall sound aloud, and when all hear it, they shall, be they shall suddenly be terrified. At that time, friends shall make war on friends like enemies, and the earth and those who inhabit it shall be terrified. And the springs of the fountains shall stand still, so that for three hours they shall not flow. And it shall be that whoever remains after all that I have foretold to you shall himself be saved and shall see my salvation in the end of the world. Whoever remains. So, still the rapture thing up in the air. And they shall see the men who were taken up, who from their birth have not tasted death. Who's that? And the heart of the earth's inhabitants shall be changed and converted to a different, different spirit. Okay, now we have something that does sound like the rapture. Very confusing. It's a huge debate. For evil shall be blotted out, and deceit shall be quenched. Faithfulness shall flourish, and corruption shall be overcome. And the truth, which has been so long without fruit, shall be revealed. While he spoke to me, behold, little by little, the place where I was standing began to rock to and fro. And he said to me, I have come to show you these things this night. If therefore you will pray again and fast again for seven days, I will again de declare to you greater things than these, because your voice has surely been heard before the Most High, for the Mighty One has seen your uprightness and has also observed the purity which you have maintained from your youth. Therefore he sent me to show you all these things and to say to you, believe and do not be afraid. Um, okay, so he's, now he's going to be talking here for a minute. Right there, there's two things that I wanted to point out. Um, I saw a TikTok. Well, I was sent a TikTok. I don't really spend a lot of time on there. I try not to because you can get sucked down that hole pretty fast. But anyway... In this TikTok, uh, the, this, the, this lady was showing um, the instances of like kids speaking at a very, very young age or kids developing faster than they should. Like babies that just born, they're like holding their head up or, you know. And, and, and I, it, I was just like... I don't recall that being biblical. I don't recall that in the Bible. Because they were saying, this is a sign of the end times. 
you know, that we're, that we're at the end. Well, okay, look at here, what, what Ezra is saying. I don't know. Um, so interesting, though, about the, about the rapture thing. Those who remain shall be saved and shall see my salvation in the end of the world. And they shall see the men who were taken up, who from their birth have not tasted death. And the heart of the earth's habitants shall be changed and converted to a different spirit. That's interesting. It's almost like those who endure to the end will be saved, a Bible verse, but others will not see death, like Jesus said to Peter in reference to John. You know, what about him? Well, what, so what about him? If he should remain until I come back. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's, there's salvation for those who are left. But then there's also those who are raptured. Okay, so just, you know, just saying maybe, maybe both people, maybe everybody's right. You know, maybe everybody's right. And we do know there's a rapture. I'm talking about a pre-trib rapture. That's what I don't believe in. But then again, there's the case of the first fruits. The first fruits are taken first. This, maybe everybody's right, I guess. I don't know. All right. Therefore, he sent me to show you all these things and to say to you, believe and do not be afraid. Do not be quick to think vain thoughts concerning the former times, lest you be hasty concerning the last times. Okay, so I think that was the angel speaking. All right, now after this I wept again and fasted seven days as before, in order to complete the three weeks as I had been told. On the eighth night my heart was troubled within me again, and I began to speak in the presence of the Most High. For my spirit was greatly aroused, and my soul was in distress. I said, O Lord, thou didst speak at the beginning of creation, and did say on the first day, Let heaven and earth be made. And thy word accomplished the work. Interesting, thy word, Jesus is the word. That's why we say Jesus was there at the beginning when the earth was created, because he was the word that came forth from the Father in flesh. All right, and then the spirit was hovering, and darkness and silence embraced everything. The sound of man's voice was not yet there. Then thou did command that a ray of light be brought forth from thy treasuries, so that thy works might then appear. Who might the ray of light be? The Holy Spirit, Jesus. Think about, like, all those things. Again on the second day, thou did create the spirit of the firmament, and commanded him to divide and separate the waters, that one part might move upward and the other part remain beneath. <clears throat> On the third day, you commanded the waters to be gathered together in the seventh part of the earth. Six parts you did dry up and keep, so that some of them might be planted and cultivated and be of service before them, before thee. Okay, you commanded waters to be gathered together. Oh, okay, he left six here for, for our crops and things. 
For your word went forth, and at once the work was done. For immediately fruit came forth in endless abundance and a varied appeal to the taste, and flowers of in, inim, inimitable color and odors of inexpressible fragrance. These were made on the third day. On the fourth day, you commanded the brightness of the sun, the light of the moon, and the arrangement of the stars to come into being. And you commanded them to serve man who was about to be formed. They serve us. They are not gods. On the fifth day, you commanded the seventh part, where the water had been gathered together to bring forth living creatures, birds, and fishes, and so it was done. The dumb and lifeless water produced living creatures as it was commanded, that therefore the nations might declare your wondrous works. Then you kept in existence two living creatures, the name of the one you called Behemoth, the name of the other Leviathan. And you did separate one from the other, for the seventh part, where the water had been gathered together, could not hold them both. Hmm. Interesting. And you gave Behemoth one of the parts, which had been dried up on the third day, to live in it, where there are a thousand mountains. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself on that one. Hmm. Okay, no I'm not. There was a video I watched. It was very compelling. I never forgot it. It's since been shared many times. On Facebook, I believe. And... It is of, okay, think of a flat earth model. Here we go again. I'm, I, I don't know. But on this model, Antarctica, of course, flat earth looks like a big pizza pie. The crust is Antarctica. Beyond the crust is more lands and more circles and more circles and more circles. This is possibly where Behemoth was sent. Leviathan, we know, is in the depths. And I believe, was it Enoch that said Behemoth is a male? Leviathan was female? Or vice versa? Okay, but to Leviathan, you gave the seventh part, the watery part, and have kept them to be eaten by whom you, thou wilt and when thou wilt. On the sixth day, you commanded the earth to bring forth before thee cattle, beasts, and creeping things. And over these, you placed Adam as ruler over all the works which you had made. And from him we have all come, the people whom you have chosen. All this I have spoken before you, O Lord, because you have said that it was for us that you did create this world. As for the other nations which have descended from Adam... You have said that they are nothing, that they are like spittle, and have compared their abundance to a drop from a bucket. And now, O Lord, behold these nations, which are reputed as nothing, domineer over us and devour us. But we, thy people, whom you have called your firstborn, only begotten, zealous for thee, and most dear, have been given into their hands. If the world has indeed been created for us, why do we not possess our world as an inheritance? How long will this be so? He's asking the same questions over and over and over. 
God is being very patient. He's already answered this question. Because you sinned. All right, we're in chapter 7, which is an extremely long chapter, so of course we're not going to finish it. Well, how many verses are there? Oh, land sake. There are 140, I don't know. We'll just keep going. Chapter 7. When I had finished speaking these words, the angel who had been sent to me on the former nights was sent to me again, and he said to me, Rise, Ezra, and listen to the words that I have come to speak to you. I said, Speak, my Lord. And he said to me, There is a sea set in a wide expanse, so that it is broad and vast, but it has an entrance set in a narrow place, so that it is like a river. If anyone then wishes to reach the sea, to look at it, or to navigate it, how can he come to the broad part? unless he passes through the narrow part. Another example. There is a city built and set on a plain, and it is full of all good things. But the entrance to it is narrow and set in a precipitous place, so that there is fire on the right hand and deep water on the left, and there is only one path lying between them, that is, between the fire and the water, so that only one man can walk upon that path. If now that city is given to a man for an inheritance, how will the heir receive his inheritance unless he passes through the danger set before him? I said, he cannot, Lord. And he said to me, so also is Israel's portion. When Ezra said he cannot, Lord, it's a small ill. All right. He said to me, so is Israel's portion, for I made the world for their sake. Okay, he's speaking for God. So this is this pretty much God speaking. He was sent to tell him. And, and isn't it interesting? He didn't, I mean, God knew what he was going to ask and, and what the angel should answer. But isn't it interesting that it's a, it's a conversation with the Lord through a messenger? Anyway, that's what a messenger does. Think about prophets. Okay. So is Israel's portion, for I have made the world for their sake, and when Adam transgressed thy statutes, what had been made was judged. And so the <clears throat> entrances of this world were made narrow and sorrowful and toilsome. They are few and evil, full of dangers, and involved in great hardships. But the entrances of the greater world are broad and safe, and really yield the fruit of immortality. Really. Not really. It's really yield. Therefore, unless the living pass through the difficult and vain experiences, meaning to life, right here, they can never conceive, uh, no, they can never receive those things that have been reserved for them. But now, why are you disturbed, seeing that you are to perish? And why are you moved, seeing that you are mortal? And why have you not considered in your midst what is to come, no, in your mind, what is to come, rather than what is now present? Then I answered and said, O sovereign Lord, behold, you have ordained in your law that the righteous shall inherit these things, but that the ungodly should perish. The righteous, therefore, can endure difficult circumstances while hoping for easier ones. But those who have done wickedly have suffered the difficult circumstances and will not see the easier ones. And he said to me, You are not a better judge than God or wiser than the Most High. 
Let many perish who are now lying. Uh, living, I'm sorry. This, this print is really small. Let many perish who are now living. Rather than that, the law of God, which is set before them, be disregarded. For God strictly commanded those who came into the world, when they came, that they sh what they should do to live and what they should observe to avoid punishment. Nevertheless, they were not obedient and spoke against him. They devised for themselves vain thoughts and proposed to themselves wicked frauds. They even declared that the Most High does not exist, and they ignored his ways. They scorned his law and denied his covenants. They have been unfaithful to his statutes and have not performed his works. Therefore, Ezra, empty things are for the empty, and full things are for the full. For behold, the time will come when the signs which I have foretold you will come to pass, that the city which now is not shall see, seen shall appear, and the land which now is hidden shall be disclosed. I believe this, that's, he's speaking about Mount Zion. And everyone who has been delivered from the evils that I have foretold shall see my wonders. For my son, the Messiah, shall be revealed with those who are with him. And those who remain shall rejoice four hundred years. Hmm. And after these years, my son, the Messiah, shall die, and all who draw human breath. And the world shall be turned back to primeval silence for seven days, as it was at the first beginning, so that no one shall be left. Okay, here we're talking about another, another age that's coming. And after seven days the world, which is not yet awake, shall be roused, and that which is corruptible shall perish. And the earth shall give up those who are asleep in it, and the dust, those who dwell silently in it, and the chambers shall give up the souls which have been committed to them. And the Most High shall be revealed upon the seat of judgment, and compassion shall pass away, and patience shall be withdrawn. But only judgment shall remain, truth shall stand, and faithfulness shall grow strong. Huh. No, it sounds like that's, that's well, there is a new earth, but it sounds like this is the end of time. God is with, is too, 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 far beyond us in finding out. And recompense shall follow, and the reward shall be manifested. Righteous deeds shall awake, and unrighteous deeds shall not sleep. Then the pit of torment shall appear, and opposite it shall be the place of rest. And the furnace of hell shall be disclosed, and opposite the paradise of delight. Then the Most High will say to the nations that have been raised from the dead, Look now and understand whom you have denied, whom you have not served, whose commandments you have despised. Look on this side and on that. Here are delight and rest, and there are fire and torments. Thus he will speak to them on the day of judgment, a day that has no sun or moon or stars, or cloud or thunder or lightning or wind or water or air or darkness or evening or morning, or summer or spring or heat or winter or frost or cold or hail or rain or dew, or noon or night or dawn or shining or brightness of light, but only the splendor of the glory of the Most High by which all shall see what has been determined for them. For it will last for about a week of years. This is my judgment, and it is prescribed order, and to you alone have I shown these things. Okay. Quite hard to understand. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, 
Wow. That's pretty interesting. We're going to stop there, of course. Um, so we're in chapter seven. Huh. So it appears there's the judgment, but he keeps talking about another week of years, another week of years. After seven days, the world shall be roused. Uh, the Messiah shall die and all who draw human breath. The world should be turned back to primeval silence for seven days as it was in the first beginnings. So no one will be left. Isn't that interesting? That's chapter 7, verse 30. Huh. Okay. So we're going to leave it there. And pick it up again tomorrow on verse 45. And with that, I pray you have a blessed day.